under the ivy-covered trees, across the illuminated path. Beyond the Yard of Bone lies the sanctum of cinema, games, and geek culture. And if one rules naturally, with truth and without fear, they may enter the Order of the Midnight Ruler. The die is cast. Welcome, fellow traveler, to the Gaius Sanctorum. This is the Order of the Midnight Ruler podcast. We are your guides, Scully and Jameson. Today we'll be discussing our experience at C2E2, part two. But first, a word from our sponsor, ConCrud. Do you feel cruddy after Con? You have ConCrud, thanks to everyone around you. Not a sponsor video. So yeah, this is our uh, part two of our experience at C2E2. We are trying to keep our podcasts a little bit on the shorter side because we know so many of them are really, really long. But this this particular topic, we just needed a part two. We needed a part two. There was, like the con itself, who you need three days to do... This is a two-parter. It's There's too much to fit into one episode. Yeah, and where we talked about a lot of the um, people we saw, the vendors, some of our favorite artists that we met, um, and also the amazing cosplay that we saw. This, we're going to talk a little bit more about the panels and the people we met. Yeah, uh, which... Aren't as many as we would have liked, but who we met was pretty impactful. It was actually, I think the whole thing was really impactful, starting with the Critical Role Talks Machina podcast. Oh man, like I didn't, I didn't ever think that I'd actually be able to get to that. Like I've seen it several times, watched them live, you know, watched them live uh, on YouTube. And been like, man, I would really like to eventually go to that and never thought that I'd get a chance to actually do it. Yeah, that was one of the things that we specifically went to C2E2 to see Critical Role. Um, as we stated in the first podcast, we did not get a chance to go to the live That's show. True, which is fine. But is we fine. got our rear ends in gear and got to the... Tox Machina uh, panel yeah. fairly early. Yeah, we got there, what, 45 minutes early at least? So oh, no, we because the oh, gate yeah. opened at, at 10, 10. Yep. and we booked it, and we were probably, what, one of the first hundred in line? Oh, uh, yeah, probably one of the first hundred in line, at least. At least. I mean, because you had the VIP people. Came in first. Who came in first, um... And then we were probably within the first hundred. Within the first hundred. We with, got really good seats. Yeah, we did get really good seats. I'm very happy with the seats that we had and the people we got to chat with. Yeah. I, yet again, from you know something I said in the in the second, uh, sorry, in the first episode of this is that I didn't meet one nasty person. There wasn't, I, nobody gave me those, like, stay the hell away from me vibes. Everybody who went was happy to be there and wanted to chat with you about your passions. Mm -hmm. And they were also there to do the same thing. So, like, you sat next to a random person 
And you could just talk to them. You could just talk to them. You didn't have to feel, which is the thing, uh, I have really bad anxiety. And um, this was a big thing for me to kind of overcome that this weekend in just reaching out and talking to random people. And see, I can talk to almost anyone, but like I just completely shut down this weekend. So, I mean, you are more social than I was. It was a mission but. I mean, we just, we did meet a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people. And I only ran into one person who wasn't I remember you good. saying that, but it could have been a situational thing. I think it was a situational thing. And I do understand, especially for people who are in wheelchairs, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a lot more difficult. And Especially uh, on a Saturday. Holy I don't God. remember if that was Saturday or Sunday. But anyway, I mean, one thing going to the con, you definitely have to be mindful of other yes, people, which I normally mindful. am, but I was walking in line or walking in, well, I guess I could say in line with everyone else because, you you know, you're yeah. an efficient stream. Yeah. And then someone who was pushing a wheelchair, but no one was in the wheelchair, which was one of the things that weirded me out about it, mm-hmm. um, just started flying off the handle. Of course, my eyes got really big. I just looked straight ahead and just kept walking. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't anything directed towards anyone walking, but it was just one of those things. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a con, just kind of chillax. People are usually really mindful of others, right. which is one thing I really like, but there's going to be a lot of people. I mean, that's a... Understatement. That's an understatement and just saying something. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were packed to the gills. They We were packed, especially on Saturday. And then, of course, we got in to line like right at probably, what, 10, 10? At what? For, for, for the, the, the um, Tox Machina. Machina. Yeah, we got there at 10, 10. Because it was about a 10-minute jog to yeah gps406 wherever that was yeah Yeah. so we talked a lot of cool people in line of course one of the big things that i took away from tox machina that's something that not going to panels a lot because i've never really been a big panel person i never quite understood but um when people kind of tell their story i never realized how important to that individual story just telling the people who impact them, mm-hmm. you know, how much they mean to them. It was mainly the one um, person who came out as transgendered. Yes. And they chose the name Caleb. I was like, And oh, that was so... really, really powerful. And even for someone like me who's not really an emotional person, I it was that individual who actually showed me this is actually important for them yes it's not just the D. Mm-hmm. it's 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 creating a safe place for them to feel like they belong mm-hmm. and it's that's why it's so important i mean D is a uh you know uh the better part but like honestly being a part of the people yeah you're finding your people in it you're finding your people you find people you connect with and you're able to geek out with. And you're able right. to explore different sides of you. Right. And, of course, um, with Tox Machina, they kind of alluded to a lot of things that uh, were upcoming. Yeah. We're, we're, both of us aren't caught up yet. Well, we're not caught up yet at all. I mean, I'm still... I'll be perfectly honest. I am what is called a casual Yeah. Um, the two of fan. us, you are way cash. Yeah. Um, but... 
like you know, it is, back. it is what it is. I mean, yeah. they're four hour episodes. Yeah. I mean, I can't even do it at work. I yeah. Mean, I can, well, I can listen to it at work, but it's still, just, mm-hmm. I, I gotta want to pay attention and get the meat and potatoes of the role play. Yeah. I can't do that at work when I have to concentrate on other things. But I mean, it was, it was definitely a experience being there and getting a chance to experience people's stories with Critical Role, mm. not only how it impacted them, but um, allowed them to explore who they really are through role-playing. Through, through role-playing. Was yeah. really, really, really... Um, I said it's eye-opening. Eye-opening, heartwarming. Mm. There is definitely a community there, and I do really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I think what well, we made one other panel. Right? We went to the Jason David Frank panel, right. which was really cool. I've been a fan of his since what I was <laughs> early nineties, ninety five. Yeah, I've been watching know. Power Rangers for a long time. I don't remember when like Power Rangers, but like I've been a pretty big fan for a long yeah. time. Pin, so... Pin, his spouse is really into power rangers and i mean really into power rangers and it's a good thing we all have our fandoms. we all have our fandoms um it was kind of nice seeing him um especially up close yeah now i had a little bit different experience with him it was an interesting experience because that he did poetry which i thought i had no idea yeah that one took me by surprise i was like oh okay and the poem he did at the end of the panel was very powerful mask Mask. i was like well that hits a spot (laughs) yeah and one of the big things with him was he wanted to push people to do more like you know, there are people who are saying, well, I want to try out for this. I want to try out right. for that. Like, do it. And he just says, do it. Expect it to be hard. He gave that one kid all, like, call this person. Yeah. Talk to this person. Mm-hmm. He wanted him to yeah. go and be the best that he could be. And he just said, you know, keep doing it. Because right. for every one that you get called, you know, you'll do... You know, 50 that you won't get callbacks for. That's, yeah, and that's pretty much anything in the entertainment world. Well, that's anything anywhere. That's anything anywhere, yeah. But, um, you just gotta keep on doing it. one weird thing, though, with Jason David Frank is when they did the questions, I don't really personally feel, and I'll say this is me personally, mm-hmm. I don't feel like he answered a lot of the questions. Mm. It was, he kind of rambled, which was interesting. But there were a couple of them I just kind of like started tapping my foot going, you didn't really say anything. Mm. Um, He was still a cool guy. I'm not holding that against him at all. Um, One of the funniest one was um, if you could choose any Power Rangers through all the seasons. Because he's been every single Power Ranger. (laughs) Yeah. Who would you choose for your perfect team? (laughs) Me. I was the Green Ranger. I was the White Ranger. I was the... um, the Black Ranger. uh, Was he a Black Ranger? Yes, he was. Dino Force, I believe. Oh, I've been out of the Power Ranger game for a long time, though I've gone back and watched the OGs, which I just loved. And I have to say, the acting did get a lot better. Do you know Brian Cranston was in that? He played one of the monsters? Yes, I did. Yes, Yes. I did. It took me a minute. I had to, when somebody told me that, I was like, Brian Cranston? 
He was with the what? He was like a crocodile monster or something yeah. like that. Oh, he was a couple. Yeah. He was a couple was different like, monsters. I was like, are you kidding me? That's great. Yeah, because that was one of the things with the movie. Oh, that was one thing that Jason David Frank did mention, um, that they are looking for the next movie to be more geared towards kids because they tried gearing it towards adults and it didn't go over well. Yeah. I personally enjoyed the movie. But I did too. there were a lot of things that... I wish were different, but I mean, mm. to each their own. Right. I, I mean, I still enjoyed it. I still love Elizabeth Banks as Rita Repulsa. Uh, yes, absolutely. Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Krispy Kreme. It's a sacred place. <laughs> yes, honey, it is. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, but and then also, I don't know who was the other guy who um, came in. Uh, uh, I know he's Jason a Fulton. Uh, yeah, he is another Red Ranger. Okay, of course. Yeah, I knew he was another, another Power Ranger. Ranger. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then you also had. Um, oh, oh, Billy was there. Um, David. Uh, no, what is his name? Yeah, Billy. Billy um, was there, which I was like, I almost wanted to just go up and be like, "You're my favorite Power Ranger." <laughs> <laughs> oh why am i blanking i on loved his name? him he literally i didn't you know as a kid i didn't know that he was you know in the yeah. lgbt and then he came out and i was like i love him even more this is so awesome uh yeah but there's a lot of classic power rangers at the con this weekend uh there was because um yeah david yost david yost was there. um yes. and then also um oh, i'm sorry i'm pulling it up right now what his name was it was crazy because we saw we knew that jason david frank was there we knew that uh jason Font was there uh, I did not know that David Yost was there. Like when I we yeah, passed him was, by, and I was like, I was like, huh? What, what? The Blue Rangers here? When did this happen? Yeah. I didn't even know. Um, Walter Jones. I, yeah. Sorry, I could not for, remember his name. Right. He looks amazing. They all look pretty damn good. Yeah, because I was like twenty feet away from them, and I'm like kind of squeeing inside because i mean you, i watched them from when i was childhood like that coming home yeah like, that was my thing like i had the toys and like i said the blue ranger yeah my favorite always before i knew he was gay like that was my that was my absolute favorite power ranger i'm always an underdog fan yeah that's my thing he, I'm always an underdog fan. I'm always going to pick the person in the team that's doesn't get as much sunshine as everybody else does. I mean, personally, I'm a huge fan of Amy Jo Johnson, but I mean, yeah, who isn't? Um, but also Jason David Frank, you know, the Green Ranger, right. and then the White Ranger, and um, that was a really interesting um, panel, also, where you had this gentleman come up. Um, who was like, I just love the Green Ranger, but because he was um, African-American, he, you know, people said to him, you can't be the Green Ranger, you have to be the Black Ranger. Right. And it was really interesting because Jason um, um, made a comment about that was unintentional, mm -hmm. but they actually got backlash for that. Yeah. And that was one of the things like, I never really thought about, but mm -hmm. I can see where that would be an issue. Mm -hmm. But I mean, all in all, I thought it was a really interesting panel. Um, as I said, the spoken word poetry was something I did right. not expect. Me either. Um, 
I do follow him now on social media, so it'll be I interesting to see. I haven't done that yet, but I will. Yeah. But then um, also we got to meet our favorite Critical oh, Role members. I, I don't want to say that it was my favorite part of the con, but it was my favorite part of the con. And uh, yeah, I, so I got to meet Matt mercer uh thanks that, to someone thanks to you for gifting it to me even though for like how long you didn't tell me that. well yeah okay so i <laughs> i was able to get tickets to um have an autograph session with matt mercer and again it's when they release these things it's really hard for those who've worked nine mm-hmm. to five jobs or yeah. just work jobs in general because they are released at like 10 a.m in the morning yeah. and most of us are at work but i was able to get on my phone and actually you know get the ticket but chris was not i was i was in the midst of my day like i could get on a computer but not my personal stuff so it came to my attention because he I'm going to say you threw a little bit of a hissy fit. Probably. I was a little upset. Um, after several weeks, I was kind of like, you know, this is more important to him than mm-hmm. it is to me, though I'm going to hold the car as the archfey and hold it over his head for all eternity. Which I agreed with. Um, <laughs> all, all things come with a price. Of course. Um, and I told him the week of the con. Yeah, so like, uh, no, it was a couple days. Yeah, I don't remember when I Yeah, it was a couple days before the con, you finally told me that uh, you're gifting me the ticket, Mm -hmm. which kind of worked out because that day they were taking walk-ups to see him. Yeah, I rolled a nat 20 in um, (laughs) Perception Perception, and they were talking, the people who are in line uh, or guiding the lines we're talking to this couple and they're like yeah they're taking walk-ups and by that time there was only like 15 to 20 people in line for Mm -hmm. matt Mm -hmm. um so i was like well i'm going to meet marisha so i just hopped in the line with matt Mm -hmm. um beforehand and i just paid cash i was able to have my taldori book signed by him yeah yeah it was uh i in my life i they always say don't meet your heroes because they're never going to be exactly how you fantasize them to be except when it comes to the people of critical role better than i could have ever imagined now do will i admit that i may have cried in front of my hero i may or may have not cried in front of my hero but he made um things he was like a human xanax really like he just like calms you down and and he has an amazingly calm voice he is amazing calming presence and just he he is attentive he wants to listen to you he wants to to hear about what's going on do you have a game uh i told him about my my taldori game on tuesdays and he even remembered a tweet that i had tweeted at him and said that he, he had just liked it uh and i was blown away now also they had remember there's a thing going on if you're um if you're if you're in the world and alive you know that the coronavirus is a thing that's going around uh they had signs up that said you know no uh, there will be any hugging or handshakes or any like thing like that he did not care yeah he, not one bit he came in for the side hug with the full hand on the shoulder and the whole handshake 
Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't, he didn't care at all about that. Yeah. The one thing is when I went up and met him, first of all, he has the bluest eyes I think I've ever seen. I mean, I could have gotten lost in those eyes. And now we know why him and Rush are married. I mean, I'm <laughs> kind of jealous because they were mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you know why he's also the DM. Yes. <laughs> but uh, one of the things, you know, I just instinctually you know, reached up my hand to give him a handshake and he didn't bat an eye and nope. shook my hand. Yep. And, you know, afterwards I remember the sign. I'm like, oh, shit. Right. But, I mean, all of them were super, super, you know, casual. Um, when they took pictures, you know, they were, you know, hugging everyone, yeah, shaking that's... hands. It was it was really good. I understand the thing with the sign and especially, you know, the joke at the beginning, you know, this is sponsored by Concrud. That is a thing. It People a do thing. get sick They're... afterwards because you're sick. around thousands of people people that some don't wash their hands and yada 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 yeah always wash your hands especially right now secondary sponsor for the show please wash your hands yes soap Soap. it is a thing a lifesaver speaking of soap one of the things that people going to cons especially like really geeky more often guys than anyone else mm-hmm. kind of get labeled as like the smelly ones yeah and i've been to cons where you walk past someone you're just like holy bejesus you need a shower right now i do understand like certain cosplays i do give a lot of <laughs> um, pass for because, passes yeah. because some of those things especially some of those synthetic fabrics are not breathable um I didn't run into any really smelly people. I actually uh, quite the opposite. I ran into some people who smelled so goddamn good. Yes. That I was like, who is that? They smell ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Um, so back on topic, that was a little side note. And I do have a little PSA at the end of the video, I'll have to say. Um, but I also got to meet Marisha. Ah, how was and that? it was amazing now i'm very weird and i know she gets a lot of flack online which i don't understand i don't understand that she is my favorite to watch because she gets so into the game yes and i She's absolutely so love it yes yeah, um is. and i asked her you know question i always try to ask something very relevant mm. um but yet yeah, something that they wouldn't get all the time. Mm-hmm. So like with Matt, I asked him, you know, what was who, who was your favorite character out of all the games to play mm-hmm. that you've played? Who's your favorite character to play? He gave me a couple um, of his favorites. And one of the big things with him was he likes playing characters who aren't himself. So it's something that's completely his different. Yeah. yeah. Um, with Marisha, I asked her more um, business oriented question. Which was, I don't know what the cat is doing, sorry. <laughs> the cat he's just climbed up into a half box. Into one of the boxes. And he's, just sitting, he's just sitting there. And I will be posting on my Instagram because that's just funny. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. We get sidetracked very easily, obviously. Obviously. Um, I asked Marisha more of a creative director question, right. which kind of took her off guard which because she's, like she's not used to it she's not used to it they want to know about critical role and, and it was one of those things that she gave some amazing advice mm-hmm. um as someone who is you know very much in the creative field um i don't direct a lot of things but i am heavily involved with a lot of team projects so right. that was something that i really enjoyed um 
talking to her about and getting her insight on. Mm. Um, she was also super, super sweet. And she also signed my Taldori book um, with a little pop pop. Nice. I got to meet the goth daddy, Talos and Jaffe. As did I. Uh, and uh, for Christmas this year, uh, one of my players uh, got me the golden snitch now people are like oh like a golden snitch lookalike no they got me a replica of the golden snitch and i brought it up to talison mm-hmm. and the first thing i said to her I was like before i do this have you had any interaction with will eaton <laughs> have you had lunch with will eaton or took a call with will eaton <laughs> being in his presence or even thinking about it. And he goes, no. I go, good. I was like, could you please bless my dice? And I took it out and I was like, and I explained to them, you know, my, my players for Christmas got found a company that 3D prints metal dice and they had made the golden snitch. And he's like, wow, I haven't seen this in years because the story is that he gave the dice to Matt after the first campaign and Matt's car got broken into and it got stolen and etc. etc. So he, after, uh, I say about two rolls, he gave himself inspiration. Uh, I was like, that's fine. You're DM. You can do that. And he got a 13. He says, ah, perfect number. That's perfect. Uh, I was like, yes. And so Matt, I got Matt to do it too. He rolled a 19, which was like, that is as close to a nat 20 as I can get. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now it's really good. Uh, he had signed my uh, yeah, my DM screen. Both of them did with uh, his name. And then, you know, Percy, how do you roll the third? And Matt signed his, uh, what do you, uh, how do you want to do this? And I was like, I don't think anybody else got that. <laughs> um, I had Talison sign my Vampire the Masquerade book. I saw that. And um, he was like, oh, a vampire book. Um, because a lot of people had, you know, critical role things. things. And of course, obviously, me being the weirdo that I am, I love Vampire the Masquerade. Mm-hmm. Um, so he signed it as Carter, yes. uh, which I oh, thought was amazing. And I uh, will love to actually meet the others of uh, L.A. by Night and get their autographs, too, because I think that would be amazing. Oh, yes. Um Talison, one of his favorite hair colors is one of the questions that I asked him. Um, he said it changes by the day, but his favorite uh, is yeah. silver, yeah. but it's super hard to maintain because I even thought about doing silver one time. That's when he did Percy's when he went silver. I think he did silver. I mean, it's a super hard because it's, it's actually not a silver. It's actually a light, light blue. Mm-hmm. Only the reason I know this is because I have a um, colorist. Um and she said that it's just really hard to do silver because it's yeah it's hard to maintain right so that was interesting yeah i mean honestly i've only met two of my heroes in my life mhm and this is number 2 and he's matt's a big one for me uh a few years ago was a real not great place in my life and i got introduced to critical role and it changed, it brought me back, mm-hmm. so to speak. Right? Back into being creative, back into D&D. Uh, so it's a big part of my life. And I, I can geek out about it a lot and I talk about it a lot only because it is such a integral part of who I am now. Yeah. I mean, I started playing D&D right before I was introduced to Critical Role. And I really liked the stories and what they did with it. So, 
you know, again, it definitely inspires me um, in a couple of my projects that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're just amazing creative people. And I they're love watching am- that. They're beautiful people in general. Yeah. And the one thing that I really liked is they all are so genuine. Yeah, that's a thing. They're, it, they're genuine. It wasn't like, oh, you know, thanks for coming and blah, blah, blah. Like Talison, you know, when he said thank you, like, you know, he, you know, he Not clapped his thing. hands together when thank you. And it was truly genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, although I really wish I would have um, found out um, the, the person behind me had a deck of tarot cards and oh. she wanted to um, have Talison sign one of them. And I wish I would ask them which one he actually chose because um, there were a bunch that they had picked out. And, of course, I was like, he'll probably sign death. Probably. But then they also had a rebirth card, which was also really cool. It was a really amazing druid deck, Um, one that I hadn't seen. And for those who don't know me, I actually have probably 15 decks of tarot cards mm. but i only used two of them can we talk about the shirt he was wearing that day oh my god the goth club president yes. shirt. um i don't know where i'm gonna hunt that shirt down because i absolutely need it well talison was also wearing a necklace that i thought it was the critical role symbol well it went up from a distance it looked like a weird pentagram but it was the critical role was, symbol yes. and it's not available anywhere no it's not i think it was and a I, gift i really want that necklace you should uh tag him and see if he'll respond to you i should talison where did you get the necklace you were wearing was on sunday time, actually he does oh well i'll have to i'll have to shoot him a message then on twitter mm-hmm. um and also the one thing that I'm super surprised about, especially with Matt, he responds to a lot. Yes. I and, and I this is anybody. This is just not critical role. Anybody who's in the entertainment business who takes the time to interact with their fans mm-hmm. means a lot because those people don't have a lot of time. They take, you know, the little bit of time that they have, like maybe at the end of the night when they're winding down, mm-hmm. the time that they have with their significant other, either whether they're eating dinner or if they're just like in bed or whatever, you know, with their phones, I, like me, I mean, I go to bed, I'm still on social media for an hour before I go to, to bed. Yeah. That little time that they have, that hour, that hour or whatever that they have, Taking that time to respond to us, that means a lot. And it may, you know what I mean, not like even if it's a like, mm-hmm. even if it's something quippy and funny, that's you. Most people don't think that that's taking time out of the, the, the little bit of personal time that they have. Yeah. So I like that they, he does that. Like it's almost mm-hmm. like he's sexy. Well, they all do, and yeah. I think that's amazing. Although, interesting enough, during the panel, like someone asked a question about where'd you get this idea for? Was it Dudamancy? Dudamancy, yeah. yeah. Um, 
And he's like, well, I got the idea on my honeymoon. And everyone's like, aw. But then they're like, up is on that, stage, was that an aw, how sweet, sweet? Or aw, uh, like, uh, what? what? Because that was my, my response was like, you're on your honeymoon, honeymoon? and you got the idea Do, for a dunamancy? Like, how does that, that one work? work? That's exactly how I thought. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? Marisha, explain. <laughs> Marisha, how does that make you feel? So how does this make you feel? What? I don't want to ask that question. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to know. I mean, see, here's the thing. She's super supportive, and yeah. especially as the creative director, I mean, she, she probably is the same way. Mm. I mean, I these people. I don't think her brain shuts off. Yeah, these people are a lot like, and I do empathize with this. My brain doesn't shut off. I'm running from one thing to the next, and I don't want to know what these people. Everything is. Everything is. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, comes from. Uh, everything is uh, entertainment or whatever comes mm-hmm. from them. It is like it's everything. They're constantly thinking of things, constantly yeah. trying to do th- stuff. Uh, so yeah, uh, I I understand them. I mean, you do more so than mm-hmm. I do because yeah, I, I really empathize with like them. when my brain is overloaded, I'm done. Yeah, I can't I can't do it. Like, my brain never shuts down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're I have even. Times, I have times, but. We were even talking today and I'm like running on about different projects that I'm, you know, have in the works. And he's just like, well, what did you say? You were just like, I have to recover from the weekend. Yeah, I have to recover. I can't, I can't think. I'm like, I have to recover before I can think about the next thing I'm doing. As where like with me, yeah. you know, I went to C2E2. I got inspired. I went to go see, random side note, I went to go see Madam Butterfly. Right. Um, highly recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, though, because a lot of people are going to ask, because it is in Italian, they had subtitles. Hmm. So you were actually able to, like, find out what they're actually talking about, That's which was fantastic. And it's super funny. Overly depressing, but it is an opera, so it's what do you opera. expect? So, yeah. Well, I, honestly, <laughs> I think that's about it for us this week. Yes, this was a part two, which is something we really wanted to talk about. Uh, something the we had a lot of fun. Three days, we couldn't put everything that we saw and everything we did in one episode. Yeah. Uh, we were, Like we said before, we're trying to make our episodes a little more digestible we we are also you know um we are consumers of the medium medium ourselves so we see how long these can be uh so we're trying to do a little a little shorter uh digestible episodes for you guys yeah and we do hope you enjoy that and also you can find us um online and tell us what you think do you want longer episodes do you want shorter episodes um you know, just, hey, let us know what you let think. Let us know what you think. Okay, and that'll be it for me today. And uh, join us next time when we talk to the Martian Man about how we can save our Earth. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Oh, Midnight Roll. Also, feel free to like, rate, and review us wherever podcasts are located. Until next time, good morning and memento mori.